It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the post-Leinster game. We're still in the RDS. My name's Alan Deegan. I've got William Davis. Good evening. Lindley McKenzie. Good evening. And Dave Finn. <sighs> yeah, Dave basically said it all for us. Connacht were 17 points up with 15 minutes to go, William. And they lost. Yes, they did. And I think that's going to be a bitter pill to swallow. And they're going to have to reflect reflect on it. Look, that's why Leinster are Pro 14 champions and European champions. Uh, they kept playing. Their bench performed. Connacht stopped playing a bit. Lost their way. Connacht's bench just maybe wasn't up to the job. But it's still a bitter pill to swallow. Major question mark over whether Leinster should have had a yellow card in that period. And they just have to... They don't have much time to reflect on this because... Uh, They've got Ulster next Friday night. They're going to come quite buoyed after their win last night. But there are a lot of positives from this performance. To come up here, score four tries. They've got two points as well. And Leinster are in the other conference. So I mean, the fact they got five is irrelevant to where Connacht are in terms of points. But it's still a hard one. Fourth time we've played them this year. It's a sort of this. That's why these games have this a real friction about them. I mean, there's a, this place was rocking tonight. It's as excited as I've ever seen it, and it was tough at the end. It was. Tom McCartney with a line out, collected by Fianga. Leinster driving through, but Gavin Thornbury's got the ball and he's driving it up. Kind of getting a little bit of purchase there, but they've been drifting out towards the touchline. Blade looking for it. He's got it. He's fed it into midfield. He feeds Carty. Carty gets it out. Across the line to Farrell. Got it out to Leader. Is it out to Kelleher? Kelleher's going for the corner, and Kane Kelleher is in in the corner for the first try of the game. Connacht, a very simple ploy. Once once it came back, good passing, and they've stretched Leinster, and it's the first try to Kane Kelleher. And again, comes from the power that they showed in the pack. They got in the front foot. They drove the ball back. They drove... Leinster back four or five metres recycled the ball and then just by being on the front foot had their defence on the back foot which meant they were spaced out wide beautiful finish from Callagher to, to, to score in the corner 10 minutes gone Leinster nil Connacht 5 Leinster line out they've got possession and they're trying to drive through on this and they have got the, a bit of a rolling mole going here Paul Boyle doing his best to stop it but Connacht have been splintered a little bit and Leinster again drifting out towards that touchline Connacht, Gavin Thornbury in there and they have managed to stop this Jared Butler's also involved very slow ball for Leinster it's picked up at the base and fed out yeah that was a beautiful just a little mismove in the line out where Leinster uh, Connacht thought they were going to drive up on the inside and they didn't they drive up on the outside which is where they got the game from Gibson Park has the ball into midfield he's through and Leinster are in under the posts and that's the equalising try yeah beautiful play from Gibson Park he had the ball in two hands he stood up the defender threw him right at the last second popped the ball out and a beautiful score from Leinster under the posts Conor O'Brien with the score and you'd expect this conversion to pop over it's a very nice piece of play by Leinster they just made a little bit of space line out again Going back to six men this time. McCartney. Gavin Thornbury wins that very easily. Fed out blade. Fast pass into midfield. Bundyaki makes ground. He's tackled and pulled down. 
comes back inside Blade finds Farrell he's set Dara Leader away Leader is away and into the 22 Leader has got the opportunity and Dara Leader is going to score he cuts through the defence and Hugh, Hugo Keenan unable to stop him fine try for Connacht it was and, and it's the speed um, Caelan Blades come back on the field and he's putting the ball about two metres in front of each player now which means they're having to run screaming onto the ball which means they're hitting the line at pace and the Leicester defence is struggling to keep uh, to, to um, match it and it, it, you can't blame young Keenan there because Darrell Leader was at full pace and he, didn't, he was coming back across the field to try and stop him wasn't able to get there great score from Connacht that's super stuff Again, these scrums taking a really long time. Connacht need to be careful here. They've got on the wrong side of the referee, so they just want to get down and get this moving. They don't want to give them another opportunity. The ball is in. Connacht driving in hard there, and they've got Leinster rocking a little bit. It's picked up by Doris at the back, and Doris makes good ground in the midfield. He's hauled down by Jack Carty, but he's nearly up to the 10-metre line, and Connacht has stripped the ball out. Connacht moving it forward. Caelan Blade, brilliant strip from Caelan Blade. Bundyaki acting a scrum half, coming into midfield. Finley Beelham involved with that pass out and Connacht again driving forward they're up to the 22 it's out and Kyle Godwin's on the ball Godwin cut him back inside he flips it back to Buckley Buckley finds Paul Boyle and Boyle is up just on the edge of the 22 Leinster defending again Connacht Jack Carty Jack Carty with a little chip chip and go he's collected it and Jack Carty is in under the posts now Leinster are going to complain that the Connacht substitutes were warming up in the line of the defender running back and I think the referee might have a look at this Jack Carty just chipped and went he saw that the Leinster line had got very flat in the defensive line we're waiting to see the referee doesn't look bothered at all Nope, he's decided there was nothing in that a lot of arm waving going on and Connacht are in for their third try in the 35th minute of this first half Caelan Blade Organising, looking around him, looking busy but not doing anything with the ball and he is now doing something with the ball he's kicked it out and we have reached a breathless half time here 40 minutes of inter-provincial rugby at the RDS Christmas rugby, Leinster 7, Connacht 19 and so far so good for Connacht Absolutely, you couldn't ask any more from Connacht um, you know, they get in front, they go, they go really well um, you know, you've got a situation where um, they, they, it looked as though Leinster were taking, over, taking the game over. They got themselves back in front, 7-5. But then a brilliant tackle from Gavin Thornbury, who's looking to, um, who'll be looking to try, who was, you know, trying to prove that he shouldn't have been let go by Leinster. That one tackle has changed the whole game because from then Connacht have, have boosted and went on and got much better. Well. Connacht leading by 19 points to 7 here at half time Porter driving in the back Gibson Park reaches into the rock he goes for a little run himself but he's driven back by Jared Butler who makes the tackle Bundyaki they're organising they're about 3 metres from the Connacht line borrowing forward Bundyaki goes in he lifts Porter up and the move is stopped I'm looking at Leinster have a 3 on 1 There's on, you know from the here we go if they get this across the field Connacht are in big trouble no, Byrne goes back into contact goes back into where the, the bulk of the Connacht defence is and it's picked up by Gibson Park they're about 7 metres out now about 4 metres in from the, the far touchline again Gibson. Leinster have huge numbers on the, on the far side on this side of the field on the right hand side of the field they've got a 3 on 1 here if they get that ball Scott out Fardy is over the line to score very simple he just wriggled around the side of that rock drove himself forward and that's the exactly the start that Leinster wanted in the second half 
Yeah, I would have expected it. Wouldn't expect anything less from uh, you know the, the champions of Europe and the champions of the Pro 12. That's what I, you know you'd expect them to come out and fire on all cylinders like that. It's going to take Connacht a few minutes to get themselves up to speed again, um, but it's very very important that Connacht hold on now. Don't let anything you know keep keep the ball keep Leinster away from their own 22 because um, they could have if they'd kicked that ball to the right they were going to get in. If they passed it they were going to get in. It was only a matter of which way they were going to score there. Again, just on halfway. Dennis Buckley with a little flick inside pass. Great Connacht. work from Butler. Butler's having a really quietly, brilliantly effective game, it has to be said. Bolton Delan takes it up. Connacht still just inside their own half. Jack Carty does a little show and go, and he's away. Carty's over the 10 metre line. He's looking for somebody to pass there. He's fine. Caelan Blade, and Blade is going to score under the post. Jack Carty made the try. Caelan Blade scores it. Bonus point try for Connacht in the 47th minute here at the RDS. Oh, that was that was fantastic from Carty. As the half went on in the first half, Leinster were ca- causing him trouble because they kept coming up on the outside and up on the outside, but they weren't tackling them. And for once, he decided he was going to take off, and then he fired an absolutely fantastic pass into Blade. Brilliant pass off his right hand, back into Blade, who dots down underneath the post. Jack Carty is having an amazing game. Leinster with a full line-out. They get Reese Ruddock collected and Connacht drive in but Leinster walking it through and Leinster driving forward now and Leinster are over the line it's only a matter of the try being awarded by Mr Clancy we'll have to see who comes up with that or who gets it there's a melee of players Byrne running back to take the conversion very quickly that's Leinster 17 Connacht 29 coming up to the 69th minute Connacht looked a little bit tired and disorganised there uh, it's very, just really, really good play from Lancer. That's a very good, well-organised, as you'd expect from a team coached by Leo, Leo Cullen, that, you know, five, ten metres out on a rolling ball, you'd expect him to be able to score tries just like that. Back over halfway, Leinster trying to drive up. They've tried to get some pace in this now. This is their opportunity. They're still ten points down here, but there's plenty of time left for them. Coming up to 72 minutes. Leinster in possession, just inside their own half, breaking over the halfway line. Gibson Park feeds it out finds it Porter out wide. And Leinster are on the move here Adam Byrne again on the ball he's tackled he's got the ball inside it'll take one more pass Scott Fardy Fardy fires it inside to Dan Levy Dan Levy is in for the try Connick's defence shredded there couple of missed, slightly missed tackles Leinster have started to turn it on in the last few minutes yeah you're looking at a situation where Kyle Godwin's not a winger and not defending Adam Byrne very well he's sort of giving him way too much space it's not the sort of space he would give someone like that Adam Byrne has been absolutely fantastic tonight Leinster in the centre of the post it's out it's going to be one tackle but Byrne might have passed that ball he's actually tackled he missed the overlap that was there huge tackle from Godwin Leinster again driving driving forward they're back where they were a few minutes ago Dan Levy picks up He's brought to ground. Connacht defending, defending, making every tackle. Leinster inches short of the line. They're held up just on the line. This, the ball is back. It's about a metre short on the fringe. Leinster trying to get up and they're in for the winning try. Leinster on the fringe. Get in for the try to win the match on the final play of the game. Leinster 31, Connacht 29 with the conversion to come. Connacht just caught in the last 12 minutes three tries for Leinster 
And that's why they are the Pro 14 champions. That is why they are the European champions. Yeah. Alan, that was a bit of a lesson in how to finish a game. It certainly was. As I say, I think the, the, the bench has made a huge difference. Ross Maloney came on and showed the value of having someone of that class sitting on the bench. You know, nobody mentions that guy as anyone, you know, anywhere near an Irish team. Yet he came on and absolutely dominated the game for the last 5, 10, 15 minutes. Adam Byrne on the wing was, was phenomenal all the way through and caused Connacht more trouble than all the other players put together. Um, but they were calm, they were collected. Uh, Gibson Park showed his class at scrum half because he kept the ball moving and kept the ball moving uh, Ross Byrne did well in the end he'd been fairly quiet most of the game but he kept the ball going wide he kept moving her out testing the, the Connacht defence who had been brilliant up until that last 10-15 minutes and then they struggled to hold on to him I think having a, a centre on the wing helped uh, Adam Byrne look even better than he was but I don't think it would have made much difference because he really was class tonight um, and you're looking at a, at a really really hard nosed pack you don't know how to lose um, that, that front five when they come on made all the difference the likes of Sean Conan coming in there Porter coming on and had a, a phenomenal game had an absolutely phenomenal game um, when he came on for the last 20 minutes because they dominated up to that point up to the you know him coming on and Ross Maloney coming on you had Connacht were winning most of the forward battles after that it was all about Leinster and yeah they're the champions that's why they're champions We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast for the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches check out the Supporters Club website at connachtlan.com Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com for all your supporting needs. Lindley, do you think the the couple of changes that Connacht were forced to make just before kick-off in the back line had as big an impact as it appeared at the end? Look, I'm not to be honest, I'm not really sure about that. Um, I mean, they're players who are very familiar with the way Connacht plays, so... Uh, you know, even talking to Jack Carty and asking him that question, he said, you know, it was something that, you know, they'd have to look at when they do the review of the match. Um, that's, it's not going to be very pleasant doing that review because, to be perfectly honest, it it begs the question how you can let a lead of 17 points go when you had such a stranglehold on the game. Yes, I think there were there were some mitigating factors. Not least, you know, the they seemed to lose the while they seemed to lose their strength, particularly in the scrum. And they really offered up that penalty to touch that where they scored that the, the first try that really got them back on back on the road. It lifted Leinster, and let's face it, as as William says, they are the European and Pro 14 champions. They have supreme confidence. Connacht maybe don't have that ability to get out of jail so to speak and also you do have to look at that yellow card uh what sorry what could have been a yellow card um i judging by the 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 people around me everyone assumed it should have been a yellow card so there are those mitigating factors look at the end of the day i think it's i think it's i'm i'm kind of shattered about it actually Uh, you know I, i really am it was such a great opportunity and it was such a brilliant performance for for basically 60 minutes and to lose it like that is 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 very is is extremely disappointing it's quite heartbreaking for all those connet fans who have come up here it's heartbreaking for all those connet fans who have you know who dearly love to to beat leinster um and it doesn't happen very often and those opportunities don't happen very often so yeah it's 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 tough to take 
It certainly is. Dave, the, the front five, I've been banging on about it, that the front five is what wins games. And up to 65 minutes, the Connacht front five was doing very well. But then the Lancer front five took over and they managed to win the game. Is there more to it than that? Yeah, there is more to it than that. I think we need to take into account that I put, there's a few turn, there's a few instances that are really important in this game, and some of them don't look obvious. Yes, the yellow card is huge. It's it's huge because we, that was a period when we were in the Sensi, and it's more difficult to play with 14 men than it is. So some teams do well with it, and this is Leinster, so God alone knows what would happen. But I think there's significant in, there's significant points, and there was a there was a moment at the end of the first half which is hugely significant in how the game eventually turned out, which was both. Uh, Hugo Keenan and Finney Bielan went off at the same time and ultimately that is that was huge we lost both our props to injury um, Thornbury was carrying a stinger the only member of the front five we took off because we because we it was to just freshen things up and it wasn't forcing us was um, was, was Shane Delahunt for Tom everybody else the, certainly the two props they were forced off and eventually it gets you because there is a drop off there is a drop off now they're game lads McCoy and, and McCabe are game lads and they will do things for you I thought the scrum suddenly got refereed a little bit more differently after they came on because I think some I think McCoy got in trouble in the first scrum and after that he was being looked at and if he made a mistake that was it was a penalty that's just how it goes referees do it all the time and we've benefited from referees taking that decision against others but the other one that was, I think was very significant was Kieran Frawley came in and went at 15 which means that they actually had a very good player at 15 I thought their back three defence whilst before he came on was all over the shop and he steadied the ship because he always, we kicked a lot of ball I think it's something else we need we kicked a lot of ball and he was always there and he's a playmaker and he's a great player he's a great player the couple of guys out there today I was really looked at for the first time I thought Frawley was superb but yeah Fardy came into the game Levy did nothing up until he scores the try but Sean Cronin made a huge difference to us and I think I think the fact is is that yeah those guys I mean we have to go about our guys they're going about how these are CT but these guys are training with Lions and the world player of the year they, they bounce you they're playing they're training every day with top quality internationals Is they're not out running around fields in the west of Ireland in the mud and it just at the end our boys were just shattered they were exhausted in the last 10 minutes Running around fields in mud? What? <laughs> We've got very good facilities and we're going to get better facilities. They did bring off two players who won a Grand Slam and were on the team that recently bet New Zealand and we didn't and that made a difference. Yeah, and it was inevitable that it would make a difference but you still, they're going to have to look very hard at how you, you, you lost that game and they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, are, you know, there aren't any positives at the minute. It's, I'd say they just feel gutted. That'll be a horrible bus journey home because the coaches will all be looking at the bits of video they've already got um, but they won't be able to dwell on it for too long and perhaps the most salient point is they got two points out of the game so that's rather than getting no points they got two points and this is what this is this is all about you've got to keep collecting points it does mean that if they want to stay challenging they've got to win the next two home Interpro games though it certainly does, and it did look like some players went off injured tonight, Lindley. It'll be interesting to see who's available next Friday. Um, like two players dropping just before the game. Uh, Dave Howard had to, had to drop out, and Tiernan O'Halloran had to drop out. Um, and, you know, Finley goes off injured before half time. Dennis goes off injured as well. So we could be in a bit of trouble next week. Could we? Well, obviously, if, if those um, injuries are serious, but, you know, we don't know. And maybe some of them might have been slightly more precautionary, maybe, than anything else, with, a, with an eye on, given the fact that we had 
Connett had such a good lead, maybe it w- in some ways it might have been precautionary. We don't know that until, you know, the medics take a look at it and, and they inform us what the state of play is. But certainly you would be um, a little bit more worried more about the front row, I think, than anything else. Um, I'm, I don't know even what Turnin's issue is at all. We haven't heard, unfortunately, we haven't had time to, to find that out. So um, we can't really afford to... We say we can't afford to have those players drop out, but at the same time, you know, Andy Friend has always talked about the whole squad, and that's why he has blooded and developed these youngsters to come through. So if if that's what that's what it is, and remember, we are at home, we have the advantage. So you know, that crowd is definitely worth it in, in the sports ground ten points at least. Okay, let's hear what Andy Friend thought about all that, and we'll also hear from Jack Carty. Andy, what's the what's the feeling after that epic pulsating game? Uh, yeah, one of real disappointment. Um, oh, so close! But uh, listen, I, I said to the players after, as 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 gut wrenching as that is, um, and I want us to be hurting from that. I really do, and we are hurting from that. But there's a lot of positive in that too. Um, and let's not lose sight on that. So. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought for 65 minutes there we controlled the game. I thought, you know, we we took the champion team of Europe. And as I said to them before, during the week too, I don't care who pulls on a jersey, they're a good football side, so don't worry about that. But we we actually we took them uh, or, or made them um, made made holes in them and and uh, and defended very very well for for most for lots of parts of it. Um, so the you know the the, the tough thing is now. For the last 15 minutes there, we, we, we leaked 17 points or more than that, 20 points, and we come away like losers. So um, it's a hard one to take, that. The tackle on Caelan Blade, that was a yellow card, wasn't it? Well, they do say if you lift a man's legs over the horizontal uh, and you put him in danger, then it is a yellow card. But, uh, didn't go that way tonight. the referee give any indication why he didn't give it? Oh, we, again, we couldn't hear, like, you know... The, the comms we got there was very hard to hear, so I couldn't hear what he was saying. Will the strength of this side actually be how they cope with that? Will that actually be the, the, the most important point, is how they learn from that and move on? Yeah, um, that's going to be another part of our growth, uh, and I've no doubt we will learn from that and we will move on. But um, I've got great confidence in the group that uh, you know, I keep saying we are building, we are building. Um, uh, you know, and sometimes, sadly, you need those gut-wrenching losses just to to make you sharpen up a little bit little bit more too so yeah we had the last one in very different circumstances but it was against the Ospreys um, where we didn't we didn't perform anywhere near where we could have done and we, we we lost it on the bell this one I thought we did perform very very well and we lost it on the bell so we'll reflect on that uh, we've already had a brief chat in the shed there um, and I know we're going to be better out of it Jack Carity tonight had a massive game probably as well as I've seen him play particularly in the attacking sense um, that try he scored that showed real confidence and real belief in his abilities yeah it was uh, yeah, Jack's been great all year I felt um, but to come here to the RDS and to do that on the big stage just shows you the confidence he's got and, and, and the ability he's got so I was really pleased for him um, I was really pleased with, with a lot of the performances I thought our back row was outstanding I thought again our, our, our second row were very very good um, you know, our backfield, Darrell Leader, um, came into that, that position late. 
uh, but he did some brilliant things out there tonight. So a lot of really positive performances out there and a, a lot of good things that we can take out of that game. Did the concentration go a bit and did the bench maybe just wasn't quite strong enough to get the job done? Is, is it, Would that be where it was starting to get get hard in the last 15 minutes? Yeah, listen, we um, you know, we had some young blokes on the bench there that um, you know, have gone really well recently. Uh, and I'm I, just looking at that, uh, I, I probably I probably felt the blokes that were out there were, were doing their job. So um, that's something I've got to look at. You know, did, did I manage that well enough? Um, uh, yeah, and you, I think as a coach, you'll always blame yourself when you when you're up by 17 points with sort of 15 to go. What, what could have I done different? So I'll have a good look at that. Um, you know, we are building that squad. It's um, it's about giving blokes opportunities and uh, and maybe backing blokes. And maybe I should have backed a couple of other fellas here tonight. Ulster coming up now on Friday. These games roll around very quickly. Um, specifically, what do you think they will? Uh, they will bring they had a good win last night but it's a home game for Connacht it's a massive game now it is a massive game um, you know they'll be uh, wanting to, to change that result that happened up there at uh, Kingspan back in, in late October early October I think it was um, so we know that they're going to come uh, with a very physical side which is what they the way they play you know they'll they'll look after the ball they'll one or two pass rugby and, and try and bust through you um, so we're going to have to front up physically there defensively and when we do have the ball, we've got to make sure um, you know, we, we do what we did there tonight and that's you know, back ourselves and, and, uh, and carry with real purpose, get in behind them and move the ball and, and uh, you know, j- just keep trying to play that attacking style of rugby rather than closing up shop. And also some injuries picked up this evening, so you'll have to maybe rotate a few guys in, but would that have happened anyway? We were probably looking to do that, but you know we had a few through the week, um, which just one of those things in sport, especially you get to this time of the year, halfway through the season, and you know we've uh, you know, we've got a squad that um, I said we are building it, but we're thin in certain positions, and it puts other blokes at risk. So uh, we're trying to manage the boys as best we can. Uh, we'll have a look at that, you know, who pulls up or how they pull up after this one, and uh, we'll put a we'll put a very competitive side out there on Friday night. And Angus Lloyd has joined today as well. That's officially announced. So that maybe eases the position at Scrum half a wee bit. Yeah, it does. You know, it's good to have Angus there. So we, we've got Tom Daly too, and we can't, uh, we couldn't use Tom tonight. So, um, yeah, great to have a bloke like that sitting back there fresh, and and hopefully we'll look to use him against Ulster. Might see Tom Daly against Ulster. Yeah, there's every chance. Jack, that was a hard result to take in the end, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, bitterly, bitterly disappointing. Um, was kind of an interview after, and I didn't really have anything, didn't really have any words to kind of describe it. Um, it's kind of settled in now, and we kind of spoke about the last, um, generally the second half as a whole, and then the last 15 minutes. Um, kind of gave them uh, easy access initially in the second half. Um, we pulled them back, and then I think maybe just our execution, kick execution, and our kind of exits um, probably cost us in the second half. What was the feeling in the dressing room when you went in there tonight? Uh, afterwards. Yeah, um, fellas' heads were down. Um, bitterly disappointed. Um, you know, we've we've came up here last year. We came short again, and it's uh, we've just came very very close the last few years. And uh, we thought tonight was going to be our night, um, especially 15 points up with sorry 17 points up with 15 minutes left. Um, you need to kind of see them games out. How do you explain that? So that last 20 minutes when you did you know concede so many points to lose it. Um, I 
at the moment I don't know um, we're going to have to we'll have a look at it um, you know you give opportunities to a team like Leinster they'll take them um, and that's what they did um, for the vast majority of the game we didn't give them opportunities um, and they didn't score so it's really just about ourselves setting up our shop that we prevent them from playing you obviously saw when we did that they didn't score but um, towards the end they did and presumably the, the change to the, the team at the beginning made absolutely no difference which some might have said it might have made a difference uh, yeah, kind of you look at um, Bundy, the impact he had when he came on. Dara playing at 15, um, scored a great try, and then his support lines off of um, Tom and that. So um, we're quite thin in the back three, but the fellas that step up, um, they seem to be delivering the goods, so it's about keep doing that. Tell us about the uh, the tip tackle, which do you think that had an effect on the game, given the fact that everyone thought it possibly should have been a yellow card? Um, I don't know, I didn't see it happening at the time. Um, Timo had a look at it. He deemed that it wasn't a yellow or red card, so you kind of just have to to park it. Um, I suppose it's what we can do off the back of that. Um, if we exited efficiently and clearly, we probably wouldn't have put ourselves under pressure. So it's probably kind of looking at things we can control rather than things that are out of our um, out of what we can't. You have to take some consolation the fact that they've got two bonus points. It's the first time you've scored more than three tries three tries or more in the RDS that, that is something and you also got the bonus point I know it seems scant consolation three to you tries now. and still didn't win yeah. I know it seems scant consolation to you now but when you look back on those positives so surely those are the things to focus on as well going forward yeah look we said when we, when we were coming up here you can play conservatively if you want to win um, we didn't do that we played um, played really well we played fluidly um, our bats and our shape was generally quite good and then I think maybe we shot ourselves in the foot with um, the last kind of way we man- the last bit how we managed the game, um, and it's just about kind of looking how we can do that a bit better. Because um, for the vast majority of that game, we um, we put our game on Leinster and we we were we trumped them. So was that a case of tiredness, lack of concentration? Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, generally don't know. We'll have a, we'll have to have a look at it. Um, it's not going to be for a lack of people trying, anyways. So. Um, it could be one of them things, but one thing's for sure, it's not for players at Lacatrine. You certainly take a lot forward going into Ulster, and it does make that game all the more important now that you haven't got the win here. Yeah, exactly. Look, um, we were targeting three wins. Um, we got two points tonight, so we're going to have to go win next week and then the week after. Um, yeah, pivotal um, period for us over the Christmas, so we just have to make sure we uh, put in a good performance next week and kind of play, give an 80-minute performance. And of course, Ulster will come down here looking for that retaliation after Ravenhill. It would be great to get two, two, two games over in one season, wouldn't it? Yeah, look, it would be. Um, I suppose they're going to come fully loaded next week, as will Munster the following week. So it's just to go. We, we, we'll look a bit at Ulster, but it's generally about what we can, what we can do, and what we control. Um, and if we do that, then we can obviously we put ourselves in a really good position to win games. You have been in a very good position. You have been in a very good position this season. You've put yourself in a good position. The squad is looking, you know, really good and sharp. So, I mean, when you compare this to other seasons, how would you say? And compared to other, other seasons, season, how would you say um, at, this, at this stage in the season in terms of the playoffs? Uh, yeah, look, that's that's our target. Um, we kind of left that one behind us as we we spoke about South Africa. Um, if we went over there and won two games we'd be right in it um, we are um, kind of the teams that are the Ospreys and Cardiff um, got big wins this weekend so it was kind of about going out tonight and trying to kind of keep keep the keep ahead of them we didn't do that so we're going to have to win next week Okay Linley, Linley has to leave us now cheers Linley
And as Lindy leaves, let's hear what Leo Cullen had to say about that match. Yeah, we looked a bit disjointed, I thought, in the first half. Um, you know, Connets, we know, are a very, very good attacking team. Um, and they pulled us apart quite easily at times. Um, so, yeah, you know, for some of our combinations coming in today, yeah, we, we looked a little bit off. So, um, it was tricky ga- it's a tricky game, you know, Saturday night, late, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, but, you know, full credit to Connacht, they were far the far better of the two teams in the first half. They looked a much stronger team. So, um, we were a little bit too inaccurate, which gives them opportunities, which means we don't have put any real pressure on them or not a, certainly not enough sustained pressure. Um, start of the second half, it's probably a little bit the same. So, um, you know, we, we played in, in fits and starts. Um, it's only really when the game looks dead with what 15 minutes to go that we really click into gear and show a bit more attacking intent and have a bit more intensity to our actions on the field and um, you know we look good in that last 15 minutes so you know full credit to the players for being able to turn it around um, but you know the previous 60 minutes was you know was was not quite at the standard that we would have liked. It wasn't pretty, the prettiest, but like we're able to recognise where the space is. So if the space is on the edges, we're able to get the ball there. You know, if Connacht are a bit wider, we're able to play through them, and, and we're just looking after the ball and grinding them down. You know, it's close to 40 phases when uh, Andrew Porter goes over at the very end, and you know we narrowed them up, and you know it's playing off penalty advantage as well. So um, yeah, it's you know, a hell of a lot better. You know that combination of our game where you know we get over from a for a mall try to end the corner here. Um, you know we're holding on to the ball after the restart, just much more aggressive in our actions across the bo- across the park. So um, yeah, I think the players, I think they'll take that the fact that they actually can do it when they really need to. But you know nobody wants to be in that scenario where you know what are we 17 points, 17 points down with less than 15 minutes to go. So um, yeah, there's there's plenty for us to work on. You know we we tried a couple of things today. Um, you know, it'll tell us a lot. Good experience for some guys coming into that type of game. You know, a lot of guys have played in some games this year, but you know, it's a big step up playing the derby games. And um, at this time of year, against the Connacht team that you know has a lot more cohesion than we would have. Um, so yeah, we struggle at their times. So, but we'll we'll learn from it. Yeah, definitely. You know, for us, just trying to stick to the process, understand what makes us tick, really. Um, so in a real in our real need to be able to do that is is pleasing, but you know, in ideal world you're, you're not leaving yourself in that scenario. So um, you know, full credit on it. They made life very very difficult for us in the first six minutes of the game, um, and I said they would look the stronger team. So um, look very good attack, whereas we got pulled apart too easily in defence. So um, there's plenty to work on. Dave. Where does that leave us in the table? We are currently fourth in Conference A. We are on the same points as the Ospreys. We are three points behind Leicester. Obviously, we're nine points behind Glasgow. But I think significantly those two points mean that we are five points clear of Cardiff, who are fifth. Um, I suppose the only positive thing is that we're actually we're ahead of third place in the other in the other conference as well. It doesn't matter really, but it's, we're actually probably we are the seventh. We're the sixth highest team in the, in the, in the competition, which is it is which is progress. But I think everything is tempered by what we've just been through. I mean, yeah, it's great to be fourth in the table. We can, we can look forward with confidence, but it is tempered by just another visit to Dublin and another. I can't believe we lost that. Yeah, that's enough of that. Ulster on Friday, this time last year, 
Connacht put in one of their best ever performances um, playing against Ulster. They had a good win last night against Munster. Um, what do you expect this week? Be honest, Alan, show me the teams. Who have we got? I mean, if we're missing Dennis Buckley, Finley Beelham, that's a huge problem. Ulster have also got a lot of injuries. They'll have to lift themselves the home game. I still think Connacht will win that game. But they really need to. Six and five now. If they go back to six and six, it just it's it, it's a numbers game. It's just moving up and down the table. It's all about collecting points. Uh, I think Ulster will come and give it a, a good go, but I'm not sure. It depends on how they view this game when they come to Leinster. That's really what depends for Ulster, and it's that's what all the coaches are doing. They're all going to be looking at their injury list. You know, Christmas Eve morning, they aren't going to be writing letters to Santa. They're going to be getting on to the medics and saying, right, who's fit? Who who can I name? Who can I play? Who can turn up here to train on St Stephen's Day afternoon and do the captain's run and get out there on Friday? So. It's a, it, that is, that's become a big game now because they're going to have to, st- you know, it's very hard to step up from that. But the simple truth is you don't win games if you play for 65 minutes. You have to play for 80, especially against the side. You might play for 65 against a lot of teams. You won't do it against Leinster. And they, they showed that there was a the grim determination there at the end. Um, but it's still a bit of a sickener and you just have to learn from that and move on. Yeah, we'll, um, Connacht will hope that their home support uh, will give them the boost that they need because, uh, as Lindley said there, the Leinster home support was 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 brilliant, and I think they're going to need that help that they can get from their home support to really push them on next week and get them over the over the end line and win a very important game. I don't like going against Lindley. I certainly don't like going against you guys. I wasn't impressed with the home support tonight until the last ten minutes. I thought they were mute. I thought all, certainly in where we were, as we sit at the back of the West Stand, I thought that stand was very quiet. I thought all the Leinster cheering seemed to be coming from one small section over on the opposite side of the stadium. I thought they were stunned into silence, and that's what you need to do if you're a away team. You just don't, no, admittedly, we see in the last 10 minutes because it was just pure, it was, it was, it was very intimidating. But it took them a long time to get going. They were, they were react, that, that's a crowd that's reactive. I think we're proactive. I think we will... We will, our crowd will definitely be a factor, but there's another thing we've got that we haven't taken into account with this game, which is that they have a coach who knows what our crowd can do, who knows what everything. Dan will want to come down here, not because he has a point to prove, he just doesn't want to lose on his first visit back to Cart. And it's, it's a fascinating game, but I think William's n- n- absolutely hitting the head. You just literally do not know. I cannot make predictions, dear bookmakers and members of the national media, until you see the teams and start making your prediction about how much scores are going to be, because we have no idea, and we won't know till. Oh, we won't know till 12 o'clock on Thursday who's playing and at that point then you start making your predictions about who's going to win you do indeed I think we've had enough we've got a long drive home William is now fully <laughs> booted and coated up here because it started to lash rain here in in, uh, in Dublin I think we're going to have a long drive home in the rain um, we'll leave it there thanks very much William indeed join us for the midweek podcast to preview Ulster when we know a little bit more about who's playing on both sides Short and sweet, around about the 28th. Uh, if you're looking for a late Christmas present, last-minute shopping, get them, get them a ticket for the sports ground for the three upcoming home games. Uh, if it's as, anyway as good as what we've watched this evening, I think that might have got a little bit lost in what we said there. It was a cracking game of rugby. And that, when you lose like that, you, you, you take your eye off that. First half was, was just brilliant. Second half, not quite as good, but it was, it was full-on. It was proper interprovincial rugby. 
Right, I want to go home. Let's go. All right, we're away. Thanks, Dave. Merry Christmas, everyone, and get your arses to the sports court. Loose, cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until.